Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thursday night. I sure am. I am too. What's up, my Canegas? What's up, my Canegas? How's everyone doing? <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I'm so, uh, I'm doing the show tonight, and then Friday, tomorrow, I'm getting all ready, and then Saturday morning, I'm flying to Tucson, Arizona for a presidential debate uh, where I will smash down my foe enemies in the Libertarian Party, because everyone knows I have the best, the best platform anyways. Uh, and then I will fly right back for a debate, hopefully in Iowa, if I can make it on time. Uh, and then after the debate, we will have Mike Termot, Mike Termot the other, one of the other presidential candidates. He'll be in the studio on Sunday night. Of course, next week, Dave DeCamp from the great antiwar.com will be on the show. So we got some really great shows for you guys lined up. I'm excited. Uh, before we get too far into it, let's talk about our sponsor, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, uh, Top Lobster, where you can get this great hoodie. It didn't have to be this way, Ron Paul hoodie that you see me wearing tonight. Maybe. By using, I, I think yeah, it's I don't, there. I don't know if it's up anymore. I think it is. But you can go to you can go to uh, toplobster.com. Use BTC at checkout for a ten percent discount, or join the Patreon. Subscribe, start become a member of all of our uh, of the, the channel under all our videos by hitting the join link, where you will get into a private Discord server, and you can get Top Lobster's new gear if he ever puts any out uh, at a thirty percent discount up to two weeks before it goes to the general pop. So, uh, good stuff. Love Top. He's the homie. He's the homie. He is. He is the homie. One of the best. One of my best friends really, really helped me kick the show off in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he and he's got his own show now. He's got his own show now. Yeah, yeah. Nephilim, Nephilim Death, Death Squad. Squad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, a, I'm also a Nephilim disrespecter myself. So uh, I pray, I pray for everybody that has to meet a Nephilim, but we'll strike them down in righteousness. I promise you. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Let's check in with our co-host, Mr. Ryan Kurtzer. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. Everybody, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Apparently, there's a new feature on YouTube where when we say subscribe, it'll make the subscribe button glow if you're not subscribed. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, pretty, you know, if you guys subscribe, cool. usually it'll pop up on our screen, too, uh, when we're doing live show. If somebody subscribes to the YouTube channel, it'll pop yeah. up. And of course, if you pop, if you do super chats, your name will go on the on the screen and we'll read your super chat live because we like money. Yeah, we do. We, we like money. Yeah. We're, we're dirty capitalists. Dirty capitalists, absolutely. <laughs> Capitalism will win, my friends. Yep. I promise you. Stay strong. Uh, AJ's running a little late tonight, so he he'll is. probably sneak down into the basement at some point. Um, I, yeah, I he gave me an ETA of like five minutes. So he'll be here any minute. Yeah, so we'll he'll be our, here soon. We'll have our AJ. Uh, but we do have a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I'm a fan of this gentleman. Uh, I, you know, as, as you know, January 6th is a national holiday for me every year. Okay. I, uh, and it's not because it's some great day. It's because it was a huge disappointment to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. We what had the opportunity. We had the opportunity to have a real insurrection. And unfortunately we got our guided rope tour, uh, a couple of people beat up and that was about it. And we, we still have democracy. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it still exists today. We still have a federal government as it exists today, yeah. uh, that continues to, you know, drive people like uh julian assange and ross ulbricht into prison for no reason uh, but one of the one of the very bright spots about january 6th and one of the best is everyone knows the picture of the man who stole nancy pelosi's lectern right um the the, the true speaker of the house the best yeah. hair in the game and uh starting a new uh, a new yeah, charity stole it yes yeah, so yeah, yeah stole just, it stole it it's for five never feet. been it's never been recovered like <laughs> he is the lectern guy sir how are you doing tonight 
I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a long time coming. Glad to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I had actually sent a message to you a couple months ago, and then you replied, and then I totally missed the reply. And I'm like, oh, damn. But it was like, I think it was, you know, in the thick mm -hmm. of before we were having the baby, and I was doing the uh, the presidential campaign. I was going all over the country, and I just it was really hard on Twitter. AJ just finally moseyed in. Yeah. We, we brought beer it, to Thanks apologize. I appreciate really cool. it. <laughs> you know, no big deal. You know, you know whenever I'm you feel like myself, it. Yeah. Are you having a scotch? You I had, am. You had to stop and get some. What'd you get some exile? Some what? You got to put the mic in your face. No one can hear you, buddy. I have some Ruthie from got, Exile Brewing. You have Ruthies? Ruthies? Ru uh, Ruthie. <laughs> oh, okay. He'll uh, be a fun guest. Yeah. Plug, yeah. Plug him. <laughs> plug him. You want to plug? You want to plug Exile by the you Exile? Plug Exile. That is a that is a, a, a Iowa beer. I don't know their politics, but yeah, who knows yeah. what their politics is? It's Exile. a good beer. Is it, a, is it an IPA? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Probably, it is. Probably is super it? gay then. Man, oh, actually, it's a lager. Uh, IPAs are my it's favorite golden, beer. It's a golden <laughs> lager. It's a golden lager. Yeah. Um, That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That gets a pass. There's More of a so, stout amber guy. Yeah, I am. A, I actually listen. I'm gonna say this on air. I probably shouldn't, but um, I don't drink beer very often. I prefer bourbon or rye. That's what I drink. If I'm gonna drink, I, I like to go to the to the guilt, right? But I um, <laughs> I I will have a beer every once in a while. And I used to only like Belgian beers. That's all I would drink was Belgian beers, Belgian Whittles, Belgian Blondes, any of the Abbas like Abbey Trappist Monk beers. I loved. Then I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I lived in Portland, Oregon for seven years, and something happened there in that cold, gloomy, overcast, drab place where everybody's an alcoholic. What happened was every single brewery on every corner of every street in Portland, Oregon is an IPA spot, dude. And so I started trying the IPAs and they take, you know, they have the, these great hops that they grow right there. I mean, it's the, the hops are fresh. And I, I ended up like an IPA, and I, now I do drink an IPA from time to time. I don't know what happened to me. I used to hate them, but I, uh, I got past it. I sold beer for a couple of years for uh, J.J. Taylor, so we went through all of them. I've had probably two, 300 types of beers. Oh, so I've been through all of them, but Whoa. I definitely land closer to stouts. I like cooking with them. I like sure. smoking meats with them, so definitely, uh, definitely where I land. There was a place called Hubcap Brewery in Portland, Oregon that had a... Uh, chocolate it was like a chocolate porter stout or something oh yeah and they mm -hmm. used to do they would do an ice cream float with it and it was so good it was like the best dessert beer you could ever have in your life man I had a I vietnamese just... milk stout in kansas city that was really good yeah that sounds gay <laughs> <laughs> i did a uh i did a dry age uh ribeye whole subprimal it was um it was actually a, a milk stout and it was dark chocolate Put it all together with some Wagyu beef tallow. Ooh. It has kept coating it and coating it. Went 45 days. It was amazing. I, I think so. I, I may have seen you cooking that. I may have seen a picture of you getting that, that all prepped. Uh, guys, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got Jew Tunnels. We got Noah Canega. It's with the hard K. What? You didn't and, know that, huh? You oh, thought the oh, I is pronounced like an E. <laughs> but it's still going to be the it's highest be selling the college jersey of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. <laughs> he's so let down he had no idea that's how he hadn't yeah. seen the interview okay. yeah no. if he if he's you know he's okay. he's recruiting right now i i would demand that a part of like the recruiting package be that you get some return on the likeness of your name well that's what NI, be, that's what nil is bro yeah 
Well, well, they will. I well, I don't know if you get it. I don't know if you get it for jersey sales. You get in a you get you get a portion of everything yeah. that's sold in your likeness now in college because okay. it's in the NIL I, I deal, wasn't I wasn't sure about my, so my um, nephew my nephew is uh, my nephew in law plays at Notre Dame and he's already stacking that tens of thousands of dollars in NIL as a tight end. Dude. Nice. So. nice. What what city do you think is going to buy the most Canega jerseys? Oh, it's going to be Canega. Canega with the hard K. I. Well, it's going to be somewhere is, out of Florida. It's he, silent every other word. Okay. It's still going to be a problem. I'm not he, he went to he went on a visit to West Virginia. So if he commits to West Virginia, it will be West Virginia. That's hilarious. That would be hilarious if if Noah Kanegas in West Virginia. What do you How got? bad was his mom's last name that his dad didn't take it? Right? <laughs> and I'm not your wife should take your last name if you're a guy. This is the thing I really believe in. Hyphenating is also kind of a beta thing to do. But if I had an opportunity to change my last name from that to anything else, I would. How bad is her last name? What is her maiden name? It's got to be bad. It's got to be, be it's Hitler. Blackman. Bad. It's Blackman. <laughs> but you know what's her funny about this? Blackman. You know what's funny about this is this is cool. This is really this is actually cool. This is giving white people. The, the inward pass without yeah. having to say the inward because we can just say what's up my Kanega now. Well, if I and put it, it in text with the silent <laughs> K, is it still racist? I don't I don't I don't know, but we can say it with the K, and that's just our word. We it's our word now. That's our word. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went to a Bone Thugs and Harmony concert probably six seven years ago now, and I used I grew up with gangster rap, you know, so that was kind of my thing. Sure. And when I went there, I was I was a uh, was very much by myself and I wanted to <laughs> sing along the best I could. And, uh, I know all the lyrics, yeah. but I, I, uh, I withheld from singing all of the songs. Sure. I, uh, I grew up in a place. I grew up in a place like that concert. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. I, I was on an Island, my friends. Um, and, uh, and I've, I've routinely been called the blackest member of the libertarian party with my blue eyes and everything. Yeah. Routinely been called that, uh, by several people a lot. Especially in Florida, the Florida delegation, because they've seen me in action at the Black Club. <laughs> so, uh, Have I ever told my story on the show of how I got psyoped into screaming the N-word at people for a night? Oh, God, I, I know, but oh, we need to hear this now. Oh, my God. All right. Come on, out with it, buddy. Yep. So I was in college. Did you take your Ritalin tonight? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I, I'm just, ha I'm excited to be here. I'm having, I'm having a good time. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I might lose my job over this, but whatever. <laughs> no, I. It, it's so. Please don't fire Ryan. So I was taking uh, a history course because it was one of like the required classes, and I took the history of Sub-Saharan Africa, and offered for extra credit long, right? was to go to this exhibit that uh, the Black Coalition of Students was doing about like kind of trying to emulate slavery as best as they could. Sure. And so I went and did that for extra credit, and I thought it was actually really cool. So you walk in there, and immediately some guy's yelling at you with a whip. There's cotton on the floor. You got to start picking it up. And then they take <laughs> you through, like, what? What, through, you? through the like back hallways and the undergr underground railroad. You get auctioned off. It's, it's crazy. And I was like... Okay, this is this was kind of cool. So I asked the organizer, "Hey, is there any way I can help out? I'd love to." Oh and my god! They just said, "Yeah, show up tomorrow wearing a plaid shirt." Oh. Said I don't. I don't. 
I don't have any. I don't have any plaid, but I, I got I got something that might pass. They're like, great. I am completely oblivious as to what my role might be. I show up, and I realize once I'm there that I am the only white person, and I am the only man. Yeah. Oh. So don't worry. He was just a sharecropper. Everyone, yeah, you a massive. So <laughs> I have this group. <laughs> of college-age black women pressuring me to go scream the hard R at people for the next three hours of my life. And there wasn't anyone else who was going to be able to do it, so I did it. I I was 20 pounds lighter than I am now, and my voice uh, was a little bit higher, and so I did not do it. Before your balls dropped? Is this I, I was, the internet? I was Is there any footage of that? I was like, no. I was like 19. So I'm in there. And whenever... I, I, I did all right when I was like a group of white women that came in. And they would, they would be like scared. And I would like crack the whip next to them. And, you know, be screaming at them. The fucking oh football team God. walks in. Okay, listen. I'm, I'm Offensive linemen. Yeah. This is my takeaway. This is why 19-year-olds shouldn't vote. <laughs> If you can be yeah. silent, <laughs> yeah, dude. And if you scream me the N word at a bunch of like scared white girls, I don't think you should be able to determine the direction of the country. But I don't. Okay, I think I got. I think I got one of the only legitimate Edward passes. I was playing a character. Uh-huh. You were, yeah, you had. You that's, an not actor. A, that's not you, a legitimate. You did, no, he did the. He no, did the I, Papa I John's think that was that's if, Papa John. If yeah, college Papa John age, Papa John. If, if college yeah. age black women are like basically begging me to do it, like mm-hmm. I, I think, I think oh. that's an acceptable pass. <laughs> oh, it was bad. So you're basically like the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like I was playing a role. It's just a, it was just wasn't. a role. Yeah, I, uh, it was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't know. It, it helped me. It helped me connect with my roots. Well, I'll say this: Look, most most of you in 2020 were just putting black squares on your profile picture on on Facebook. This man went out yeah, and lived it. What yeah. are you doing? This, what are you doing? <laughs> this was 2014. <laughs> this man was out there in 2014 living it. While you're putting black squares on your Facebook profile. I was taking action. I was <laughs> exactly. just how racist white people used to be. <laughs> this is extra credit? Yeah. This is for a class. Well, this is just, for college? just going to it, going through the experience was extra credit, just attending. And I thought it was awesome. Sounds like I, some critical I, race theory to me, dude. It, yeah. it, it, was, it was more artsy, and I'm, I was, I'm kind of an artsy guy. Look, so. I grew up in theater, so both my parents were in the Navy, but they were both uh, musicians, so Navy band. So we grew up in wow. theater. I was always at uh, yep. you know, plays and, and concerts, things like this. So I get the whole side of it. I really do. I, I was in the Navy, I, too. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was at ABF. Did, I worked with Fuels, though. I was not, I was not a ba- in the Navy band, unfortunately. I wish yeah. that had been my job. That would have been cool. <laughs> I, I have a minor in flute. Yeah. I always forget this. Autist. Yeah. Yes, I, I am a flautist. I am. He's like, this man went to college to get a minor in flute. I actually I went here oh, at yeah. the time. I was a yeah, major, but not in before flute. disparaging an entire race of people for three hours. <laughs> not believe it. <laughs> it was only three hours. It was just three hours. I would listen. Listen, Ryan was only racist for three hours. Okay. Yeah. What's what's your wow. excuse? 
What's your excuse? He AJ? balanced it out by I'll... playing jazz flute for the rest of his time there. <laughs> Actually, it was flute boxing. Oh my god! I was elevating the art oh form. God. Thank you. I can't with this guy. Good I can't Lord. with this guy. I can't. AJ, what's your excuse? How'd you become racist? Uh, you know, you know what? Speaking of, I was reviewing some Jared Taylor clips. Oh, here we go again with the Jared Taylor. Yes. Oh my God, AJ. I can't find anything offensive. Yeah. Because you reverse the races and I'm like, I've heard Tariq Nasheed say something four times Way worse, worse than, than that. Every time, yeah. But, but white people aren't allowed to say that. So I just do the so. math. I'm just doing both sides of the mathematical equation. Well, don't so you, you know math is racist? You hear Jared Taylor say something offensive. Oh, are you familiar? Math on the other Lesser side. guy, are you familiar Replace with Jared, like, Jared Taylor? Yeah. It, everybody, it sounds, is it he sounds hot lava? Like, I don't even know why he was kicked off Twitter. It, it was... It was it, I mean, he was kicked off Twitter because he was like, he's like a separatist, right? Like he's a white separatist. Well, yeah, all, but and it's so like it's, anybody, it's all intellectual anybody, stuff. Yeah, but here's saying, the thing. Here's the thing. Like we already, we, we could say this all day. It may, like I, 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 you know, I've said prior that I, you know, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with the 14 words. I think that, you know, if a, if the black person said right, it, it'd be yeah. fine. If a Chinese person said it, it'd be fine. But when a white person says it, it's bad, I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a, a white separatist. I'm not a white nationalist, right? But I understand that you know sometimes races want, would like to have their own space, right? And so, like, yeah. But you're not allowed to do that in America if you're a white guy. Well, I, I, that's what I was. I've I, met more racist people in prison than I've ever met out here. I forgot and, you went to prison in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, but it's it's more of a um, it's more community based, yep. right? So the people in prison, it's not so much that they don't like each other; it's just that they. People come and go so often that it's much easier to kind of regress into you're one of us because you look like one of us. And because you look like one of us, you're going to be one of us. Right. So with, there's a lot of safety and security in that. So prison is like that. Like they act, all the TV rooms are separate, right? So there's like a white TV room. There's a, there's a Mexican TV room. There's a black TV room. But there's one TV room that's communal. It's sports because everyone likes sports, right? It's the great equalizer. But prison was the worst place. Actually, the first actual nazi that i met or you know separatist or odinist there's like 30 different names it was actually in atlanta during a or chicago it was in chicago during a layover where our flights got delayed uh we were there with the uh four kids at the time the wife went out of the hot tub it's been a long day we're sitting in there this guy comes in with the you know the nautical stars and stuff and all that stuff he said i was like oh you know this guy was this guy was mexican but he just didn't like other people but it's the first time i was like 24 years old right. it's the first time i've actually met someone i don't see how real this is anywhere it's not nearly yeah it's not, not. It's, 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 it's not, not. It's, it's pumped as this huge movement in the united states and it's just really not yeah. if and, you if they keep like pumping it and whatnot yeah it's, and gonna, it's it, gonna get bigger yeah it, it's gonna it's gonna grow and there's gonna be more animosity and you're gonna have an actual issue on your hands yeah i agree Anytime you lift up one part of anything, you disparage the rest of people, right? And I'm a, I don't really give a shit what you are, what you subscribe to, and what you say you are. It doesn't make a difference to me. Are you a good person? Are you doing good things with your life? And I don't think I should have to throw a parade for you for what you put in your mouth or the color of your skin. I think that's, that's absolutely stupid. Like, are, what good thing are we doing? What, what reason are we throwing a parade then? Are you doing a good thing? Are you a good person? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The whole yeah. thing well, is it's the me. argument against forced forced diversity, and I was mm -hmm. so I I came up um in the nineties um you know when yeah. high high <laughs> crime area high crime time, 
And so that's when I was in high school, junior high and high school. And we were always taught at, that diversity was a great thing. And we celebrated it. We had diversity week. Um, you know, it, it was as a real, the, the point was, this is a good thing and we need to integrate this into our society. And that's just the way I was taught that. Right. And now, you know, I've grown older and I'm like, I, I'm not really, I'm not so sure. I'm not so yeah. sure that forcing well, is a great much? idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I don't think there should be a lot right? of force that, well, I just think, I just think it should happen organically. And when you, when you watch it happen organically, people self-segregate. That's just the way things happen. How much diversity yeah. until yeah. it's all black. What's that? It's not. It's not diverse enough until it's all black. No, I don't think that's well. I don't like the Oscars. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. That's the narrative, right? Or they, or they it needs to. It needs to match every board of directors. Or needs to match mm -hmm. the DEI stuff yeah. has yeah. to match p p the population, right? I'll say this. Let me let me yeah. let me say this because I, I got in this. I got in this conversation. You know, Owen Benjamin, the comedian Owen Benjamin. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. very very big on the racial jokes, and I get that. That's fine. And he's yeah. always talking about the black kid that stole his bike. <laughs> right he brings yeah, that up yeah. a lot and i went on to one of his posts <clears throat> and i said a very real story that happened to me a uh, white skateboarder kid broke into my mom's house stole my bike my i had like a, a diamondback assault like that i paid for myself saved up money for for years <laughs> yeah. and uh, stole my playstation and a couple other things out of my house much of my mom's jewelry and shit his name was johnny styles this is a real story there you know i post this story on one of his things just to say like because when i found johnny styles outside of the high school I roughed him up, you know, it was yeah. raining. There was like mm -hmm. a puddle in the ground. I roughed him up pretty good. He started crying. Okay. He's like a white tweaker <laughs> skateboarder kid. He started crying. Yeah. And there had been a group that formed around us. And this black guy out of the blue just absolutely levels him. I mean, punches him in the face harder than probably I've ever seen anybody get hit in the face in my life still to this day. And he goes out in a puddle. He's laying like face down in a puddle. Someone had to like turn him over. And the guy's mm -hmm. standing over this guy, screaming at him, saying, you don't ever rob nobody's mama's house inward over and over and over again. Right? Yeah. Just out of the blue. I didn't know this guy at all. Yeah. Right. And this, and this, this is a true story. I post that on Owen Benjamin's thread about the black guy stole his bike. Right. And of course, everybody mm -hmm. comes on, pops on and goes, I'll take things that never happened for 500 and da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm like this <laughs> really happened. No, that happened. Yeah. yeah. We happened. had to stop him from stomping his head. Yeah. He's unconscious. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to go stomp his head. Yeah, he was going to stomp him, sure. But we did. And, and I'm telling you, this is a true story. But I'll tell you like, so so when we talk about like forced diversity and stuff, like like I'm not pro forced diversity. I think people should live how they want right. to live. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I like I liked living in places where there were. I had a lot of Mexican neighbors. I never minded it. They used to invite me over for parties, bring me tamales. There's good food trucks on every corner. I enjoyed that growing up. Yeah. Um. But I also lived in a black all black neighborhood, where I had to fight to get my respect. You know what I mean? Yep. I did. I had to fight to get my respect, and eventually I got my respect. I'll tell you, the worst neighborhood I ever lived in was a white tweaker neighborhood. And I mean, white <laughs> tweaker to the max. Like, every house on the block was tweakers. Yeah, People got shit stolen out of their cars every fucking night. Their catalytic converters being cut off in the middle of the night from yep. your car. I mean, just the Helter worst. Helter Skelter. Yeah, the absolute if worst we, neighborhood. If we're talking about, like, we use their language. We're talking about, it's like changing implicit bias, right? There are scripts and schemas that people have. Like, if someone's wearing a police uniform, you're going to assume they're a police officer, right? So we have these scripts and schemas that we kind of direct our life in, and it helps us be safe. That's what evolution has made us do, right? When we force relearn these things, like, like retrain their implicit bias, they know they're being forced to relearn it. So the best thing we can do, and I really think this is it, let people act in the way they want to act and let people observe what they're doing and conclude for themselves this is how I see life. Now, it may be anecdotal, 
for each individual. But what happens is the collective of these different cultures, these communities, these, these diversity groups, right? They will either have to acknowledge this is how people view us because we have given them so many instances where we act this way, or they'll have to change it to be viewed differently. Well, I think exactly. people, I think, you know, if, if we stopped the forced DEI and diversity and stuff like that, like the, the forced, I mean, it's like forced, not integration, but just diversity, right? Like you have to live in a neighborhood that has, you know, this race and this race and this race. Right. If we stop that, people would self-segregate. Yes. And you you've already seen the it. The people who get brought in their force to be there, right? You don't think they'll also feel uncomfortable? Right. What you're doing is putting two people at odds. Both of them will feel uncomfortable. Like they want exactly. the idea, I don't belong here. I was only brought here because I didn't get here myself. Well, you think can, that makes them also uncomfortable? We can look at it in terms of the forced uh, integration of blacks. In America, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when that started, it was forced at, at gunpoint by police and gunpoint. the government, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. here, fast forward now, 80 years later, or 90 years later, or whatever, right? 80 years later. And they have started to self-segregate again, right? All black mm -hmm. colleges, all black hospitals, all black. Mm -hmm. All black clubs, graduations. All black graduations. So like, so like people are always going to segregate themselves into the, like, like, like people, it's gonna happen. Yeah. But there's also people that like to hang out with everybody, and it's just like, you know, mm -hmm. who gives a shit? Like, let people do what they want to do, but don't force yep. it. Anyways, uh, we did get a super chat uh, from JC for ten dollars, uh, and he wants to know what is lectern the lectern leader's favorite Bone Thugs track. Oh, I mean, okay, so there's there's the standard first of the month, right? Everyone oh, loves first everyone. of the month. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's everyone loves that. Oh, what is my favorite though? Also, Crossroads. Let me dig deep here. Oh. Busy Bone had a solo album. That's not. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I like uh, AK47. Okay, probably right. one of my favorite. I like a little the, deeper in their catalog. I liked the uh, the the offshoot of Bone Thugs, and I'm not gonna remember what it was called, but they had that like country western rap song where they were like. They did. What the hell it was a Ghetto Cowboy. Ghetto, Ghetto Cowboy. Cowboy. That yeah, one was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Dude. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> No. It's really we used to listen to it on repeat all the time. Oh, it was pretty dope. Um, so so hey, want, the lectern guy. Why don't you uh, let's let's talk about a little bit about January sixth. Of course, I I always make a joke out of January sixth every year. I get excited about <laughs> making my posts and talking about what a letdown it was. Um, you know, and I, I mean that. I do mean that. In in a sense, like I'm happy that people are uh, upset with the status quo, right? Like I'm, I'm happy that people are, uh, are starting to notice things. I think that that's really important. The, the yeah. great noticing guys, it's not just about the Jews. It's also about, you know, it's also yeah. about like, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats and the people in power and the, and the cathedral, you know, these people that rule social media and, 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 uh, academia and the news media and people are waking up to this stuff going, Hey, like something's not right here. And so like, for me to yeah. see that many people upset about the, the status quo, it, you know, there was a lot of people that were there. It wasn't just about Trump. I think that a lot of people yes, think this was correct. just about Trump. Yes. But it was about the corporate news media. It was about academia. It was about the social media uh, com companies. It was about our government who is sending our money overseas every month while 12% of the, the population in the United States can't afford to put food on the table, right? Like, this is there's so much going on in America, and they always try to take the narrative and go, oh, Trump, or oh, Russia, or oh, you know, uh, uh, Hamas, or oh, they always try to force all of these big, this big, like, you know, forest for the trees shit all into one narrative and say, this is why they're doing those things. But it was nice for the me to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was nice <laughs> for me to see they. that. 
but it was a <laughs> yeah. letdown because we didn't, you know, at the end of the day, the, the capital was still there and democracy still exists and the federal government is still a thing. Um, but what, why don't you give us your rundown of the day, uh, entering the building and, and how it felt as much as you can talk about. I'm sure that you got some kind of judge that was like, can't say this and this and this, but whatever you can talk about. Oh, I can actually say whatever I want. A lot of people don't like it. Um, the only stipulation I have is I cannot make money for the next three years based on anything that I am. Wow, really? So, mm -hmm, it's, it was part of the plea deal. But the plea deal was either sign this or you have a felony. Right. So hey, nobody not a felon. Yeah. yeah, got my guns <laughs> back. So that's all that matters. Nice. Um, so showing up to January 6th was a culmination of all of those things. It was COVID. It was lockdowns. It was the silencing of free speech. And I, I have a lot of kids, so I didn't have a lot of time to be very political or in the know. And then as the kids got older, I started listening more and things just got really out of hand. We were silencing things that were true. We tried to convince an entire community that you get COVID because someone made bat soup. Like right. this was a thing, you know? And if you do things like take ivermectin, you're gonna, you're an idiot. It's like, well, it is a case studied medication that does work for a handful of things and off label like we, things as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, it's the silence of, of voices, right? There are doctors who wanted to prescribe uh, steroids because it's a respiratory infection. And typically the gold standard is this is what you prescribe. And, you know, we see all these things happening and it's almost like they wanted us to get sick. They needed us to get sick. They wanted us to live in the space. And this was kind of the, the, the start of how much can we get away with? And then what can we get away with next time? So I'm watching all these things. You know, the election was obviously a, an issue. I've never seen anything like that in my life. So I show up to DC. It's my first protest I have ever been to in my life. Never been to a Trump rally. Didn't vote for him in 16. Voted for him in 2020. Show up and it's basically just, it's a large crowd standing around listening to speeches. This is not a riot. We get instructed at some point to go down to the Capitol because there's a protest happening there. That protest started before the speeches even stopped. And we have real timelines now showing that. As I approach the Capitol, there's a group of people standing around a bunch of police officers. They have a, like a semicircle in front of the building. We're standing there. Out of nowhere, concussion grenades come out over the police lines. They start gassing us. And what happens is... This concussion grenade lands about 10, 15 feet from my feet, and it everyone in front of me forward and everyone behind me back. So the first three or four lines engage with the police because they're being pushed forward. Something just exploded behind them. And that's shit just kind of popped off. You know, cops are pushing people, protesters are pushing people. But what are they supposed to do? When you are in imminent danger, right, these evolutionary things you're talking about, something explodes behind you, you're going to push forward, right? Animals do this, right? If you're herding sheep or something, uh, pigs will jump off a cliff if you keep pushing them, you know? So I see all these things happening. I'm not there. I'm not a, I don't want to hit cops. I don't really support that or hitting anyone in general, unless they're talking to my wife or kids in a way I don't like it. I go inside because a group of people are going inside. I have no idea that anything is happening. Just hundreds of people are filtering in through a door. So I follow the hundreds of people filtering into a door. And from what I've seen for protests at the Capitol, it's very common to go inside and protest and leave and not be arrested. I've seen several of these events happen over history, and I think I'm within my rights to do this. 
I go inside, people are walking around. I've never been in the cab before in my life. I see this lectern uh, sitting under some stairs out in the open. It's not an office, not in a locked room. I pick it up, I carry it 20, 30 yards to the center of the room, give a short speech behind it and walk away. I wander around for 20 or 30 more minutes. Um, there's a group that is marching down towards the uh, Senate chamber doors. This is Ashley Babbitt's group. So I follow them because they seem like they know where they're going. I'm sitting by the doors and I'm chatting with the guy. And I'm asking the guy, like, what's here? What's what's going on? It's like, oh, that's that's where they are. I was like, what do you mean that's where they are? He's like, well, that's where they are. I was like, who's who's they? He's like, that's where they're meeting to count the votes. And I'm like, they're still here? That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this thing's been going on for two hours. How are they still here? There aren't protocols to get them out of here. And I'm still not even sure they were actually there. That's that's a completely different story. But well, they, they were there well, with plastic bags on their heads, man. Yeah. <laughs> and rangers, yeah. And rangers hiding behind women. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm sure wow. that I'm sure that happened. And don't forget AOC twenty blocks away scared for her life yep. as well. Cowering. Yeah, God rest God Assassins. rest her soul. They were banging rest on the door soul. of her office. Yeah. Twenty twenty <laughs> twenty blocks away. Yeah, totally. Sure. That happened. Um yeah, dude, that's that's just crazy to me. I I, I routinely on this show, and I'm surprised I've never gotten a strike for it. Routinely on the show, I call it a uh, an unguided rope tour capital. I mean, that's really what yeah, it was. At the it was the great meandering. Yeah, it was a great meandering. And you, uh, uh, I'm fortunately and unfortunately, I guess, are are will forever live in infamy because of one picture, right? Um, I think, <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because we we see you quite a bit. I mean, I follow you on Twitter. I see you on some shows, and <laughs> I see you a lot. But I want to know where the little old lady with the American flag and the "Don't Tread on Me" sticker in the coffee mug is at. Where's that? Oh, the lady? old lady? Yeah, that was that was at Missouri. It wasn't even at. It wasn't Kansas. even here. Damn no. it. Yeah, that was a different. Yeah, it was Wisconsin. It was Missouri, or and they used that Missouri, as Kansas. As, I think yeah, it was Kansas. Kansas actually. Yeah, yeah. And they it used Kansas, it as yeah. as January six. Yes. Go figure. He was in all the memes as, oh, it was just grandmas with flags. Man, I wish it was yeah. she had been there. That but there were now, grandmas listen, there. Yeah, there, there was a grandma there actually with <laughs> cancer, like lost all their hair to chemo, and they still sent her to prison for seriously for how long? Seriously, I think it was two months, sixty days. How long did they send you to prison for? Seventy-five days. I did seventy. 71 days in a federal prison and four days in isolation at a local jail. What federal prison did it? Coleman in Florida. Oh, well, at least you got some nice weather, right? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, they, uh, they actually, I was in isolation for the first, I think it was 17 days I was there. And then uh, when they finally let us out, they were still doing COVID lockdown. So they kept us locked up, you know, inside the building, couldn't leave. We could leave to um, go get lunch, but we had to come back, you know, lunch, breakfast, dinner, those things like that. But there was a point where um, they were just mad. At the, so I stayed in the camp and the camp was wild. People were bringing in contraband every single day. I mean, we're talking cell phones, drugs, porn, Roku's. I mean, it was Roku's. It was, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Walker blew in a cake. That's what I had for my going away party was they were nice to me, but Yikes. They were mad at the camp because they were bringing in contraband. And um, the the warden had put out an email and he CC'd um, every section of the of, a, of the prison. Hey, COVID tickets are up. You get your yard privileges back. So basically, you can go play basketball, you know, go play baseball, walk around the track, whatever. Well, our camp didn't let us do that. And I said, well, the warden just said I could. So I walked out one day. I was like, I'm fucking tired of being inside. I'm going to go for a walk. So I go out there, the only guy on the track, and I do a couple loops, 
and everyone's looking out through the window, like 30 people plastered to the windows, like, dude, they're going to put you in the shoe. They're going to put you in isolation. I'm like, I don't care. I have a letter from the war and it's like a walk. So I walk for 10, 15 minutes. Eventually, three people come out, 10 people come out. Eventually, the entire prison just empties into the yard. And they allow us to have our yard time back because I went out and said, this is bullshit. So you they, can't tell us we can't go for a walk. So the prisoners really that's like awesome. at that point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always, I, I, you know, I've never been to prison, thankfully. Um, I did. There's a, there's <laughs> it's a, really easy to go. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's not that hard to get there. Huh? I, uh, I, I will say, I will say a lot of people don't know this about me, but I did, I did uh, six days in County jail once for a charge that I never even saw a judge for. Uh, huh? I went in, I went in on a, uh, let's see, it was Thursday night um, for something that I didn't yep. do. Uh, and Friday counted Saturday and Sunday didn't count. Because they can keep, they can only do seventy two hours without seeing a judge. They have to let you go. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday didn't count. Monday was Christopher Columbus Day. So they didn't count that. Tuesday counted. Wednesday <laughs> they let me out. Wednesday morning, and this is in Richmond, California. They let me out on the giant highway in Richmond, California, and say good luck. And I have to walk from West County in the Bay Area down the giant highway, which is like literally people have been murdered on that that highway a yeah. million times. And I'm walking the down there. Prosecution saw it, and they're like, "No, we're not charging. Let him yeah, go." Yeah, they, they never. I never saw a judge or anything. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know that the fi- the charges were ever even filed. I don't even think that ever happened. I think they just arrested me, took me to county jail. I was in county jail for six days, and then they figured it out on Wednesday. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. So, so, so funny, <laughs> funny story though. There's a funny. There's another funny story about this. So, so that was my only jail experience as an adult. I did a lot of time as as a kid in juvenile hall. A lot. Yeah. I've three years probably call combined. I, I I was a bad kid. I got in a lot of trouble. I got in probation. Once you're on probation as a kid, every single thing you do, you're fucked. You're going to jail. You're going to juvenile hall. And but anyways, so fast forward uh, several years after this, ten years after this ordeal as a, an adult, I go to buy a handgun in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, and I go into the cabal, the Cabela's because they had a Glock 21 sale. I wanted a Gen 4 Glock 21, and so I go in and I get this for my birthday. My ex girlfriend at the time is is buying this gun for me as a birthday present. And so I do all the paperwork and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go walk around and look at ammo and ammo boxes and stuff like that. Cause this is going to be my new carry piece, right? It's box 21. And, uh, I come back and they're like, actually, you've been flagged. You can't buy a handgun for an Oregon. And I'm like, excuse me. And they're like, you have a, something here from, you'll have to call the, the state sheriff or the county sheriffs and tomorrow yeah. and ask them what it's all about. So I call them and they're like, yeah, you have a felony charge from 2006 or whatever that says uh damaging a phone line <laughs> like a damaging a phone line a felony what are you talking about so i actually had to call california like oh yeah by the way if you want to take these things off your record you have to send us a check for 55 dollars you send us yeah. paperwork you have to get this taken off your record i said what it's your fuck? fucking mistake you guys are the one that left i was yeah. never charged with this i was never convicted of this you guys held me in jail for for six days Never saw a judge. No, nothing. It was, I don't even have, it was never even pending. Yep. And they're like, sorry, yep. it's kind of on us, but you have to pay us and fill out this paperwork if you'd like to get it removed. So I had to send that in and get it back before I could go and pick up my firearm. And yep. I was like, and I was like, I never even was convicted of a crime. And they wouldn't oh. sell me a firearm at, at Cabela's. In, That's in Portland, the, the first and only guy in California to have that happen to him, right? No, well, this, <laughs> and, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Such a crazy story to think about. This happened to me too, uh, when I was finished with everything. So prison, my year of uh, supervised release, I was supposed to get everything back. 
I have letters from my probation officer, federal government. Yeah, you're good. Go after it. I went to go purchase a gun because, you know, just wanted to make sure everything was copacetic. Of course, yeah. Especially after and, what you've uh, been through, man. Exactly. So I get flagged and I get flagged by the FBI and the state of Florida. The, uh, God, what is it? NCIS? I guess NCIS. Oh, sure. and, no, it's the oh, NCIS. Oh, NCIS. NCIS. NCIS is the long-running television show. Well, it's it's the naval it's the naval <laughs> criminal investigation system. Is the is it's like where the the Jags and all they have like work. eighteen but in ICS of that shit. is the national. Uh, what is I can never remember the acronym, but that's basically that came in with the, that came in with the National Firearms Act, yeah. and it's essentially how they try to make it's you, Scotland Yard. Yeah, register. Yeah. Well, I fought, so I had to fight. So I had to get my documentation from Washington D.C. And I'm calling the county clerk, like, "Hey, I need, I need this, these documents." So like, "Oh, you're not in our files. We don't know who you are." Yeah. I'm like, well, asshole, I'm on your website giving you my case file, and you can Google me. Yeah, you like, just Google the lecture guy. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> so that took a two weeks. Attorneys had to get involved. Probably the documentation. Um, I'm working with the FBI. I have to get fingerprinted again because I guess they don't have my fingerprints. Every single three-letter agency has my fingerprints, but I'll do it again, fine, whatever. Send it to them. They're like, oh, we don't know who you are. There's actually, we didn't deny you. What are you talking about? I'm like, you gave me this number. This is the number you gave me. So three times I asked them for this, right? They finally said, oh yeah, we definitely found your record the third time. Right. So they give me permission to buy guns one time. There's a special number they give you, right? And then, you have to, and then you'll have to do it like every time you go to buy a gun. Yep. yep. Well, I went and bought six more is what I did. Smart. And then, so I went to <laughs> I went to go pick all of them up. I got denied again, this time by the state of Florida. State of Florida said, oh, you're, uh, you can't purchase guns because you were arrested for this crime. Went down to the Department of Agriculture, which does the concealed weapons permit licensing. Nikki uh, Freed took my license from me through all of this. Wow. So I'm like, well, I'm here to get my license back. They're like, no, you can't have it back because, you know, you're a felon. It's like, no, here's my documentation. They said, take it up with Tallahassee. And I'm like, I'm giving you the documentation in person right here. This is, this is notarized. This is a court sealed document. Give them my license. Well, they wouldn't. Got the attorneys involved again. We had to call some, uh, some secretaries for some state lawmakers. Long story short, it's a long story. Um, I got everything back, but I was stopped at a federal level and a state level. Absolutely, and oh. and yeah, it's like it's how like, about those gun laws? Yeah, how about those gun laws? Really, that makes so stuff, much sense. Right? Well, it's and it's so funny because the left, the left will be like, yeah, that's a that's a success story. We stopped him from getting guns for a week. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's not a criminal. Yeah, and he's not, he's not the, a criminal. And you you are probably a very rare case of someone who's been to federal prison and is not a felon, though. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Very rare case yeah. of someone. We're becoming been... less and less rare. The amount of nonviolent misdemeanor cases from January 6th that went to prison over this yeah. is staggering, except for Ray Epps. That is the one, the one that got away. That's what I was yeah. going to ask you about. He's How do you feel like about that, dude? 90 days of probation, right? Yeah, he didn't even oh, he's a year of probation. He's done. Yeah. He had a year of probation is what he got. And he's the so guy I... seen on camera yelling, we have he's to go. He's on tape. A call for action. Two days. To, you want to talk about overthrowing the, the government. There you go. There's your statement. No, we need to go inside the Capitol. Yeah, I've seen that video where he's like, we need to go inside yeah. the Capitol. And My buddy Nate Alaska was the guy who showed that. He's the one who broke it. On top of this, Ray Epps did not just say that. He was in the front lines shoving a large sign, like aluminum sign, into the police line. 
There's video of that as well. It's been well-documented. This man assaulted police officers on top of it. Here's what's frustrating for me. This judge sent three people with the same charge to prison for 45 days apiece. Every single one. So he's breaking his own protocol. That's one. That's one. Two, if you try to look up his charges, Rayup's charges on the DOJ.gov uh, website that has a specific and unique search engine for January 6 cases, not show up. You cannot find his information. You have to go on Pacer. Pacer is the official, like, you have to pay for a subscription to go look at charges. When you go look at his charges, do you know what you find? What? Redactions all over the place. Oh, dude. The attorney who came in to represent him, he's redacted. Every single officer with body cam footage, all redacted. Tell me again how I'm not supposed to say this guy's a fed. That's that's all fed like shit. There's no doubt about it. That's how how many, <laughs> if you had to guess, how many do you think were there that day? How many would they have, have, have had? To, like, I, I can never get a sense for the size of the crowd when I watch the videos. It's all zoomed in you. and security stuff. What yeah, was show for, you. from the size of the crowd? How many could have been in the crowd to to carry this out inside at operation? Least, um, God, let me look up uh, at least the size of the Buccaneer Stadium. And I've been to several games in Tampa. Oh, he, he's talking about everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's no, true, yeah, no, at the Capitol, the amount of people who marched there. I'm talking probably at least a hundred thousand people, at least. And how many? And I get, how many feds do you? Yeah, how many feds do you think you would need to pull that off? It's your devil's advocate. Yeah. You were trying to do this. Well, the FBI lost count and can't tell you. So yeah, how am I supposed to? I wonder. The whole thing right? was a glowy op. Hundreds. I, and it, it it really makes you. It kind of harkens to this like idea that like, oh, every that, protest has feds in it, right? Like every pro, every big. It makes you look back at twenty at the summer of twenty twenty. Well, yeah, you remember Definitely. the summer of love in twenty twenty, uh, right? And yeah, we, that the Minneapolis riots, especially specifically, there's a video of guys walking up in masks that weren't part <laughs> of the crowd, and like, like saying hey we gotta go burn this down and like defacing property yep. and stuff yep. and then and then the crowd's like hey stop doing that we're not we're not here to do that and then the the random piles of bricks that just showed up yep like all yep. over the well, streets you see everybody's seen the umbrella guys that was that's um, the guy i'm talking about yeah, yeah. The umbrella, so, what city was that was that, that was minneapolis that was minneapolis that was minneapolis yeah. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about the size of that crowd in which one minneapolis Look, no 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 dc oh the DC. that, that hundred thousand number really puts it into perspective yeah, there's a lot of people like i I can picture that because I was at the NFL draft, oh, yeah, and that's like draft, the size of the crowd that was there. Yeah, yeah dude. That crowd could have burned down half of Kansas City in an afternoon. Yeah, yeah and, and no weapons. They no wanted weapons. them to do this, right? Yeah. So this is what they wanted to happen. So I have this running theory that they were hoping one person might set off a pipe bomb, might start burning things. This pipe bomber the day before that set things out, I think that was not a contingency, but we're hoping things happen because we can strategically start popping things off to encourage more riots in DC. And yeah, that's why I haven't found this guy. There, there's there wasn't there's not enough DC cops to handle hundred thousand no. people, dude. There's no, no, no there's no, no way. If if a hundred thousand people showed up for an insurrection on January sixth, mm -hmm. the insurrection would have been successful. Period. Our hotel got locked down, so the the entire city got locked down. But our hotel that I went back to, um, we got back and we were singing the national anthem. All of us were out in the hallways, you know, a balcony was stayed in NBC Suites, so it's kind of you know it's a big circular rotunda, and everyone's out there singing the national anthem, right? They announced they're shutting us down. 
the hotel staff pulled the fire alarm because they were so afraid that we were as we're singing the national anthem. Wow. Wow. Absolute just bizarre. That's uh, you know, well, hey, it's on it's a, an extremist no, activity. Yeah, you know? extremist activity. You can't, <laughs> you can't be a real American if you're singing the national anthem, dude. You know what I mean? That's you got to be a terrorist at that point. You know? Yep. I I had like I didn't really have an a, feel like I had any sort of concrete understanding of January six. Yeah. Before that, with that number. Yeah, it it was not an insurrection. They could have sacked. They could have sacked. All of DC. Oh my gosh! They could have overrun the the <laughs> White House. I mean, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. This is what also is interesting. So most of the violence, ninety percent of the violence you see, ninety five. I'll go higher. Ninety five percent are outside the building. They are outside yes, the, building. Yes. the building. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw the you amount of violence see... you would see at a football game at the end of a mm-hmm. football game when the home team gets trounced. That's yep. what I saw. Now, also, angry fans. All of that footage that you've seen. These are not capital cameras. These are people with phones taking footage. These are body cams. We don't actually see camera footage from the cab of what's going on outside. So I'm assuming a lot of this footage is either from bad actors, right? We need you to be here. This is where we're going to be. Why don't we see what's going on inside? Why is all of that stuff hidden? Because there was no violence inside. Yeah, that I'll, is not I'll never happened. forget the only capital camera footage that I've seen really in the at least in the beginning was mm-hmm. the first couple of guys inside that with the one cop kind of backing up. And yeah. it looked it looked scary, right? Like there was like oh, yeah. all these people started flooding in and there's the one cop backing up and the guys kind of yelling at him. And then that's the only yeah. footage they showed. That's it. I think he's I think he's running for office now, actually. The guy who was who was uh who the who, first one in the building? Who led all yeah. of the all the, the QAnon shaman? No, not oh Jacob Chansley. You mean? Uh, yeah. No, he is running for office. Yeah, yeah I know he, he is also running Libertarian yeah, no. Party actually in a yes. Republican district. Yeah, in Arizona. He's turn in Arizona, that place right. blue. Yeah, he's, right. he's going to turn that district blue. Oh, I'm a libertarian, so I oh, uh, we're all libertarians. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm I, fine uh, with that. I here's my thing. Here's my thing. I I get I we get talk, we talk about this a lot on the show, but people are like. Don't you feel bad that you might be handing the win to the Democrats? And I'm like, no, no, because I don't like the Republicans either. You know what I mean? Like, and and and, and I, I'm from a Democrat-controlled city, and I know that within the next five to ten years, I'm from a Democrat-controlled state, really, and I know that in the next five to ten years, that state is going to completely crumble, and the only people left to pick up the piece, that those pieces are going to be people who are absolutely fed up with the the way that it was run. So you know, it's I, I hate to be a doomer black pilled guy. But I am a little doomer blackfield, yeah, right? We haven't hit rock bottom yet. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I think it's necessary. Yeah, I, I think do. I don't think this this specific uh, couple of generations that are alive today um, are are never ever ever going to change anything, in my opinion, because it's this just why, not bad enough yet. No, this is why I actually will not. I will not uh, announce who I'm voting for and who I'm supporting. I won't do it because I think so many people are stuck in all the no, <laughs> no, there is not a single president, single candidate. I apologize. I'm here running. That's okay. That's okay. There is not a single candidate that is running that will fix what has been done. This is a generational issue. And until we start about what it means to raise families and be honest to our children and there for our families to make the hard sacrifices, we're not going to be okay. We aren't. This is a generational issue. 
Well, that's this is we're just waiting on the population collapse, basically. Well, this is this is why you know my my platform is a little different than other other presidential candidates in that I put a heavy emphasis on family. Of course, I'm a family guy, um, but I (laughs) I I you know I talk a lot about this on the show. I've talked about this on Tim Cast and stuff too. But um, I have a platform plank that says we're gonna on day one get rid of Title Forty of the Social Security Act because since Ford signed that into law and we started subsidizing states for separating families we've seen yeah. fatherless homes increase tenfold with one in four yeah. kid, one in four children are from a fatherless home and with that yeah. we've seen violent youth offenders uh, yeah. tenfold we've seen runaway homeless youth tenfold we've seen yeah. uh, school dropouts tenfold so like the basis of all that's wrong with our society today you know everybody will say well it's the federal reserve or it's the warfare state or it's this or it's that and i don't disagree mm-hmm. like those are all issues that are very important the federal reserve is 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 satan i mean it is the american satan it is the 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 yeah. the part of the it's the part of the puzzle that keeps us in perpetual warfare right and yes. and we're not the good guys anymore like that's the other thing that people need to understand like or if we ever were <laughs> since the revolutionary <laughs> if we ever war, were yeah, yeah if we ever were it's the, at least since <laughs> the revolutionary war if we ever were uh we are no longer the good guys and and you can look at our foreign policy right now today what's going on in the middle east we've already started bombing again in iraq for a third time we're back there this is since 1988 y'all okay we're talking going on 40 fucking years of war in Iraq, and you're going to tell me we're the good guys? We're not the good guys anymore, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, our foreign policy is absolute trash, and I understand that the Federal Reserve is 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 the biggest part of that, and I and that's why I'm such a big Bitcoin advocate because I think it's the way it's yeah. the Civil War. That's the Civil War. The Bitcoin is taking the money from the state and putting it back in our power. Yeah. But I will tell you this: the the biggest, and I don't care what anybody says. I'll argue this till the cows come home. The biggest problem we face in America today is the the absolute destruction of strong family units dude because yes. because and the government did this on purpose and and yuri bezmanov warned us about this when he came over when he defected from russia and said the communists are coming over here they're going to get into your institutions they're going to break up the family unit they're going to do everything they can to make you destitute and and relying on the federal government and he was right and they've done it and they're doing it and it gets worse every day and if you can't you know step up and like we've adopted kids right like people that i'm i'm pro-life and people are always like yeah, and people are always like people. People are always like, "Oh, you're pro life. I bet you won't adopt kids." And I'm like, <laughs> "You know, uh, I actually got two adopted kids. You fucks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and how many have you adopted? You know, and yeah. and uh, and so yeah, we got we got two. And of course, there it was a kinship adoption. I they were my oldest daughter's younger siblings that were going to go to foster care, and we were able to get mm-hmm. them and give them the life that they deserved that they had never had. Awesome. But Beautiful. but um, you know, the the there is nothing in the world that the federal government, especially, fears more that nation of strong families because you're not relying on the government anymore. You're, you're a self-thinker, a self-starter, probably a lot of homeschooling going on. You know what I mean? Oh, the term I think you're searching for is generational wealth. Yeah, that too. When you yes. have a strong family, you have the ability to create generational wealth, and you cannot make change without wealth. That is just, in a capitalist society, you need wealth to make meaningful, impactful, lasting change. Well, and to take when it into destroy- a... Go ahead. Take it into a religious aspect too, because I, obviously I, 
I'm a faithful follower of a follower of Jesus Christ, and I and I believe in, in the Lord, and I, and and I think that that's a really important part of our society here in the United Absolutely. States as well. And I believe that I believe that the destruction of faith in the United States has has really l- like lended a hand to the communist takeover of this. Absolutely, of the fun but, fact. Yes, but hold on, but I want to say because he brings up generational wealth. It's it's generational wealth versus generational curses, right? Like, and and mm. my wife talks about this a lot. Generational curses. You know, you you get on this roll, right? With, sins of the father. Yeah, and, sins of the father, yeah. sins of the mother. You get on this roll, right? And it, and we saw it real big. And it, and a lot of this is the federal government's pro, uh, fault. With like I said, Title Forty of the Social Security Act, where they started incentivizing states to separate families. They pay. They're paying states to separate families and family mm-hmm. law. Um, the crack the crack ep- epidemic that we know one hundred percent that the federal government started. You know, if, if oh. we can get an entire, <laughs> if we can get an entire generation of black males hooked on crack they're never going to be good fathers ever again i don't understand this is this is so frustrating to me how the black community can vote for joe biden when he is not solely responsible but heavily responsible for imprisoning an entire generation of fathers who were addicted to crack cocaine he's the worst his son while his son is smoking has not spent any time in prison for smoking crack cocaine yeah i don't think help me recognize do things well i don't i don't think people really understand the 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 depth of the 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 tough on crime bills that joe biden was a part of i don't think people mm-hmm. understand the depth of that i mean we're talking nope. you know him and clinton had a big a big hand in all this yep. as well um and these these were the people you know the the you know joe biden very clearly in the news said he didn't mm-hmm. want his kids living in a racial jungle right and and yeah. uh bill likes him young clinton yeah and, well and the clintons calling them all super predators and like yep. like you don't <laughs> see what these people do like and it, you know we'll take it back uh to to uh, uh the uh president uh john f kennedy's vice president became the president after uh fk was shot why am I drawing a blank on it? What? LBJ? LBJ. LBJ. Widely, it's widely known that in a backroom conversation loud enough for many even reporters to hear that wasn't mm-hmm. recorded, he said, I'll have these N-words voting Democrat for the next 100 years. Okay. <laughs> you know, Nixon, I saw a documentary on him and they were talking about how he was a paranoid man, you know, always looking over his shoulder and all these things like, well, I would be paranoid too if, you know, the, you know your people just shot the last one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I keep telling people like, like my, my candidacy is more about like changing the national narrative as, as it is, you know, trying to get elected because we're not going to get elected. I'm running as a third party libertarian. I'm w- pretty not well known, you know, um, but we have a good platform and we've made put out some good media and we've done mm-hmm. some big shows. And so I'm trying to use that platform that's growing. To, to, to change the conversation about a lot of things. Information. Right. Um, yes. But I have said that if it ever gained gained enough traction where we started looking like we were going to be a competitor that would make it into the national debates uh i wouldn't be taking any uh uh drop top limo rides down any streets in dallas you know what i mean because i i know this is how the government is if if, if i if i gain some real traction here the cia is coming after me dude the duffel bag shows up huh the duffel bag oh yeah that's the first that's the first thing the first i think the cia is clever i think the federal agencies are far more clever about their tyranny than they used to be. And mm-hmm. so they would find a way to destroy you that isn't killing you. No, they, I would, I, they they're trying, no, they, listen, they're they trying with me, Trump. They would find me in the pond behind my house with a, a two shot suicide to the back of my head. Dude. Yep. Couple, yeah, a couple of floaties on your arms. Water. 
Yep. Yeah, drown in four put feet some, of water in, <laughs> at Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, or yeah. put some would, floaties on them. They would yeah. trump up charges, or you know, unsavory material would suddenly appear on your that hard drive. Too, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what happened to Cody from Defense uh, Defensive Limited too, right? Like they he he put out. All, we talked about this on the last show. He yeah. put out he put out all of these uh, blueprints for three D printed guns. He said, "Here you go. The debate's over. Gun debate's over. You can print an AR fifteen in your basement right now for three hundred and fifty dollars." The catalog air guns. Yeah, Air the, guns yeah. actually have. Have you seen these? Uh uh-uh. uh. Looked into these. So they actually have guns now that are done with uh, PSI. So basically, like bullets, like, you know, not real bullets, but they're, they're bullets. These things have better terminal velocity and impact power than nine millimeters. I will send you some videos, and they're not regulated at all. You know about this, yet, AJ? Air guns? Air it's guns. air? Compressed air. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But is how many shots do I, you I'll, get before the little. It's one. Cartridge? It is it's a one shot thing. One. Yeah, it is one. It's but good, I mean, it's a good. It'd be a good. It's just started. It's just started. Yeah, I'm a carpenter. I'm telling you, my nail gun, I can fire off 16, 17 across a couple of seconds. So all it needs is just some better pneumatic engineering and it'll oh, be just hey, as good as they are. Speaking of, I uh, we've seen some shots of the inside of your house around Christmas time. Beautiful house. What's by that? The way. Oh, I said, thank you. I said, we've seen some shots of the inside of your house around Christmas time. You posted online. Um, and I saw somebody say something about firing your interior decorator and you saying that it was actually your wife that did the interior. Oh, oh no, it was actually me. I built the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask if, <laughs> if you, cause, cause now, now decorating aside the, the carpentry looked really nice in your home. Like really nice. You did that. Thanks. I did. Yeah. So we have a, uh, we had a flood of a couple of years before COVID and the insurance didn't want to pay us. So we had to get a private adjuster or a public adjuster to come in and tell them, Hey, you told us. It's not a money. We'll give it to us. COVID hit. Courts wouldn't see. So we actually lived in a house that was halfway falling apart. Half of a kitchen, flooded flooring, torn up, holes in the ceiling. Finally got paid out, but it was three years later. And then all the prices for construction materials went up. And yeah, so yeah, the number time. we settled with, exactly. So like, well, I guess I can't hire a contractor. So I just rebuilt the whole house myself. Holy nice. shit. Dude. That's something that I've always wanted to do. I talk about that. <laughs> so I, I started... I started in trade work at like 14 or 15 years old. I was going to school mm-hmm. one day a week and then digging trenches four days a week. And then I became a yeah. framer and then I became a Finnish carpenter. And then I got into like big time uh, boilers and, and electric or uh, 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 electrician stuff. And, and then I became a, mm-hmm. a maintenance facility guy. And then I became a maintenance uh, director of facilities. And now I'm a yeah. critical facilities engineer. And I just work my way up from <laughs> literally digging trenches in high school. Yeah. And, uh, but I've always, you know, I always say, I'm like, I could do, I could do all the plumbing. I could do all the framing. I could do most of the finished work. I could do uh, all of the, uh, almost all of the electric work. It's like, I could really build us a house, dude. That would be kind of fun. And so yep. I, it's gotta be such a good feeling. It is. It is. And honestly, like it's built the right way. Cause I built it. <laughs> yeah. You so know, you know what you want. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I went through physics too. So I know all the amperes and ohms and all these things. So I can wire things and do math. Yeah. So it's good. Terrible. I actually built my office that I'm sitting in now. Is it wainscoting that you got on there in the walls and stuff? It is. It's actually a lot of things. So it's like custom built-in shelving oh, and lots yeah, of crown molding. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Though. Lots of stuff. There's like a bay window and yeah, you'll have to see the, the pictures of good uh, job, dude. You'll have to see the pictures like, of you gotta see the pictures of the uh the living area when when uh around Christmas time, dude. I was like I was jealous. I was like, Wow, that's a really pretty house, dude. That's really it's a twelve foot um fireplace that I built. It's got granite uh, hearth and mantle. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot. 
gorgeous. Thanks, gorgeous man. I appreciate it. Very gorgeous. Appreciate awesome. It. Uh, so, so we're speaking a little bit about the Bidens. I don't know if anybody caught the clip yet, but Hunter Biden's in a. In a <laughs> I saw uh, it. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Biden's in a congressional hearing. Yep. And uh, M- Marjorie MTG. Taylor, MGD. MGD. She's licking her lips, man. She goes, Mr. Speaker, I'd like my time now. And he gets up and leaves. Bounced. Literally takes off in the middle of well, a congressional hearing. He tapped his hearing. buddy. Yeah. Where's with a lawyer buddy? He taps his buddy and he's like, we're, we're leaving. We're leaving. He's we're got leaving. people to see and crack to smoke. And and I'm telling you, he's the lawyer that was smoking pot on his balcony right. in California. Right? That's the same guy. Same guy, yes. <laughs> and so like, so like he up and just takes off. I mean, out just immediately. A congressional hearing in progress. In Fuck progress. It. I mean, we're talking. This is like this is pretty big time shit i mean you could, you could yeah you yeah you could face some like big time <laughs> criminal stuff there i don't think he gives a shit i don't think he does either dude. No. is he the he's peak like kill me male what? he just is he like peak alpha male behavior just congress is talking about you you're just like eh, i got better things to do and walk. I, I, no 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 i don't i don't see it that way no i think he is broken i think he sees the end he sees what's coming he's like i'm done what are they gonna do to me I don't, I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen to him, dude. That's, well, that's maybe my, not. my biggest concern. I think and, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing. I think until I his dad's out of office. I don't think he cares. Think he's okay until well, his dad's out of office. listen to me. Listen to me. We Republicans don't do anything. No, that's the they problem. They don't do anything. Amen. Like, what's, what's, what are they going to do? That's the what problem, right? It's, and we have are, a committee. I think uh, <laughs> eventually. Who's, who said it? Uh, I can't remember who said it, but he says, uh, Conservatives are just uh, progressive driving. Michael speed. Malice. Michael Malice, yeah. yeah. Driving the speed yeah. limit. Yeah, just, yeah, they're just progressive like driving. Malice, speed. yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's true. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons I, I opted out of the Republican Party in, in what, 08, 09 <laughs> after Ron Paul, because I watched the way that they, my values and my morals, right? Yep. And so I just took off. I was done. Heath Long, thanks for the $20 super chat. He says, Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year to you too. That, that's happy their Year, fifth buddy. super chat on one of our live Wait, streams. Wait, that's happy not Year. Heath Long? No. Uh, but here's the thing. So w- this is funny because this is a, this is such a weird paradoxical situation, right? We have a gentleman on our show right now. Spent 75 days in a federal prison. We're picking up a, a lectern and taking a funny picture and walking around the Capitol. We just had a gentleman walk out mid congressional hearing. Okay, walk out of the room and de- de- decline to answer any more questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Walks out in the middle of this congressional hearing, and I guarantee you he's not going to see a single criminal fine. Dude, this dude throws serialized firearms in alleys and just walks away. Like, fuck it. Dude, it's crazy to me. I got to find this tweet. It's from Megills, M-A-G-I-L-L-S. What did he say? I won't quote him exactly, but he said, this is the first time in Hunter Biden's life where he's walked away. From a blonde who's trying to screw him over. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that one a lot. I like that's true. That's probably true. Yeah. And and and, you know, I don't know. This guy's he's obviously a pedophile. I'm positive that his father's a pedophile. I'm I'm positive that they're surrounded by Epstein level pedophiles. And we're and we're paying our tax money to these people, dude. That's what kills me the most, right? They don't have a single arrest made from Epstein. But we have, I think we're approaching 1,300 arrests from January 6th. They can find people who were standing, just standing around. Like, I don't, I knock the FBI, but I don't discredit them. They are very good at their jobs. If they want to find you, they will find you. How the hell have we arrested two people with one of the largest sex trafficking operations 
and we don't have a single person who has been prosecuted by the well, Department of Justice. There's, for there's, a, there's a very easy, like, Occam's razor answer to this. Okay? Oh, I know what it is. Just... It, it's, it's very easy. It's the most powerful people in the world are the pedophiles that were yes. on Epstein's, uh, in Epstein's mansion and on his yeah. island, and they're telling the FBI, hey, listen, if you prosecute anybody, you're fucked. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It is the simplest answer. The simplest it's answer. cowards at prosecutorial levels within the Department of Justice, the FBI, thinking the 60, 70 grand a year that I make takes care of my family. My kids aren't being raped, but it's fine if those are. I won't get in the way of that. That's what it is. They're cowards. They are yep. cowards. And I, I can't sit by and watch that happen. Sorry. Won't do it. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Think, not going to happen. As a, as a, in any civil society, the, a focus needs to be put on the protection of children. Has to be. Yes. Has to be. Especially. Fundamentally. Yeah, fundamentally. Especially if you have a, 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 if you have a government, okay? You know what I mean? We're not living, we're not living in mud huts and like some Aborigine tribe that's never seen the outside world. Mm -hmm. We're living in a civilized society that has a centralized authority that's supposed to protect the individual rights of everybody. Mm -hmm. And that includes children and especially the rights of children, which are mm -hmm. to be safe from pedophiles and murderers and, you know, th these kinds of contextual, like, like uh, crimes. People in tunnels. People, oh jeez! Oh, we haven't even got to the Jew tunnels yet. We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and and so you know, it's it's such a it's such a fundamentally like evil thing to know that we have a government that a participates in these crimes. There's no doubt yes. about that whatsoever. Um, and b refuses to go out and get the justice that these children deserve for these crimes because either they or their friends or their family or their boss. We're involved in these things. And so, like, yeah. who's the one that's going to go out there and get the justice for these kids? Who's going to do this it? This is what pisses me off. It's like all of those people, I expect corrupt people on their way up to do corrupt things. Because if you're, I mean, it's, it's, it's what they're aiming for, right? These people are narcissists, and they're going to they're gonna doing horrible things. What, what pisses me off is the people who support them because they tow a party line. I, um, I'm starting a charity. And I build little lecterns. I auction them off, and the money goes to kids. I love it. They go to kids, Perfect. right? That's it. I have one here. It's a. Uh, there we go. A kid? <laughs> we gotta get one. I gotta get. I gotta get one. I'm gonna order because I uh, we're gonna need one for for the. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, I, yeah. I do keep. I do keep a nice bottle of uh, Sweet Baby Rays up there as an ode yeah. to the Zuck. <laughs> and then I, I have my uh, my hotter than the sun Scott Horton's hot sauce that's autographed <laughs> by him. We're gonna need an autographed uh, lectern. Yep. For the uh, for the show, please. Oh. Yeah. Well, I so I also um so I I auction these off. All of the money, like I actually pay for all the supplies. They all go to kids. We bought uh, Christmas for kids. We raised like two thousand dollars, right? Nice. You drop it a bucket, but a couple of families had Christmas, and the left hates what I'm doing, even though it's for kids who had no say in this. Well, they, the left hates children. I mean, that's the yes. thing, that's the thing that's the thing that we need that we that's don't talk what, about. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough. Like the mm -hmm. left, the left acts like they're the most compassionate political ideology in the world, but it's not yeah. true. They are the the most evil, and they hate children. They want you to be able to kill yeah. your children at will. Okay, they they think that anybody who they they I mean I regularly get told that I'm probably an evil person for adopting children, dude. like adopting <laughs> children that were living in a car for the last four years. 
that had came to me with super lice that they had had for four years that I, we had to take to a clinic to have them removed. That's how bad it was. They were malnourished. They were going to go to foster care. God knows what would have happened to them in foster care. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I, I saw the, the opportunity to say, okay, well, my, those are my oldest daughter's siblings. I don't want her separated from them. I'm sure that it's important to her and important to them because they're yeah. much younger than her, that they're in her, that she's in their life. Let's do what we can to get them. And I've been told that, yeah. you know, it's probably, oh, well, that's a narcissism complex or you're just doing it for the money or you're just, I'm like, we've never been paid a dollar, a single a fucking dollar. We I don't care. Yeah, we couldn't, it's not about we, couldn't that. <laughs> we couldn't, we could not, uh, we could not get Medicare for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're like, we have never gotten a single dollar. Everything has been out of fucking pocket since we've adopted them. Yep. And, and I have the leftists telling me that I'm an evil narcissist for adopting two children. Okay. Yeah. These people hate kids. They don't want anybody prosecuted. That was a huge pedophile going, you know, on Epstein Island. They don't care. They think it's all a, a conspiracy theory. They want you to be able to murder your children. They, they, you know, and then, and then we see like, you know, these, these parents that constantly get arrested mm -hmm. for like neglect and shit for killing children and they're always big fat leftists like every time right like yeah. every single time dude it's you have the chelsea else. handler vibe too where she posts these tiktoks that's about, the whole other part of it too, I, right? I could do all this because yeah. i don't have kids yeah, I yeah, that's all, the whole other you know. part too is there's like this whole <laughs> movement of people that are like oh we're happy uh we're happy childless uh, marriage and they're you're like anti-natalists like, yeah this weird dark well, projection thing it, where like so you're weird. like well why why do you have to tell us that if you're so happy that you didn't have kids you're trying why are you, you trying to convince, you trying to convince me you're trying to convince them right they're yeah. trying and, to convince themselves well here's the yeah. thing here's the thing and i always come i always come back to the same point dude like like that's cool if you don't want to have a legacy right but like I want my kids to remember me. I don't want them to pass down stories of me to my grandkids and my great grandkids. And I don't want to die alone. Hello. I don't yeah, want to be dude. a 60, 70, 80 year old man and drop dead on my kitchen floor and have my cats eat me. Yep. Right. Like I don't, that's <laughs> not how I want to go out, bro. <laughs> like I want, I want my family to be around my bed. I want to tell, make sure everybody's okay. And I want to leave, you know, wealth to my, my children and make sure that they can mm -hmm. leave wealth to their children. And I want that to be handed down. And, and, and that's a legacy dude. Right. Like people are like, Oh yeah, yeah. Legacy, whatever. I'm like, that's a fucking legacy. That's you leaving a legacy to a, a child that you brought into the world is nothing more beautiful than that. And I'll tell you in your life, not your wife, not your mom, nobody, nobody in the world gives you a better, pure, unconditional love than your children do. Period. Yeah. It does not matter who it is in this world. No one loves you as much as that little child loves you, especially dads do. It's so fucking important, especially <laughs> as a dad. And I've learned this so much with my three little, because we have three that are three and under. Right. And, and I, and, and my, I remember two, when, yeah. And well, we, and we also have, we also have 12, 11, nine and six, and then we have three, almost two and newborn. Right. But the three-year-old and the almost two-year-old are little boys. And every day my three-year-old does something that he saw me do every day, dude. Every day. And it doesn't matter if I've had a bad day at work and I'm, you know, I'm trying to be the best dad I can and I'm, I'm a little upset and I'm a little frustrated and maybe I raised my voice a little too much. It doesn't matter what I did. It doesn't matter. He is in love with me. Absolutely. You will never have a, a better love than the love of your own children. So why the fuck do you think that you're going to be happy at 70 years old as an old person alone in your apartment with your cats? Without kids, go it's have a kids. Delusion. Stop being an idiot and go have fucking kids, dumbass. <laughs> what do you think, lectern guy? How do you feel about this? 
Well, I've got five sons. Um, oh, yeah, so, you had all boys. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, all yeah. boys. Yeah, ranging from eight until, uh, God, he'll be 17 in a couple of weeks. I'll actually miss his birthday. It's going to be sad, but we're making up for it. Um, I don't know. There's, I've done a lot in my life. I've, I've learned a lot of trades. I've learned a lot of skills. I've done college. I'm married for 13 years, but there is nothing better than watching your kids grow up and exercise themselves as good people, you know? And it's because they emulate, they, they mimic, they, they are the person that you are. And to watch them grow up, meet the people that they are, it gives me confidence that I did a good job. And these kids, they are, they have empathy, they have sympathy, but they can also, you know, do jujitsu and, you know, change a tire. Nice. So they're, they're good kids, man. They are. I think it's funny because the left frequently tells me, oh, your kids are going to grow up and vote socialist. Like, no, they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) You know know why? Because I'm not doing what you're doing to your kids. I'm not using them as a, as a gender prop, right? Like I, I talk to my children about these very serious political issues when they ask me about them. Yeah. Right, like my yes. son came home, mm-hmm. and like I've talked about on the show, sometimes my son came home and was like, "Hey, Dad, they're saying the Civil War was over slavery. Is that true?" And I'm yeah. like, "Ah, sit down, son. Let's have a conversation." <laughs> right? Yeah. There's some other things at play there, right? Yeah. And and he and he and like I said, he came to me. He's like, "Dad, there, there's an um, there's a uh, gay group on campus, and there's no straight group. Would you get mad at me if I started a straight group?" And I'm like, "Hell no, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, and so like and so like and so like." He's like, well, what if I get in trouble at school? Well, you tell those people that got you in trouble, give me a call. We'll have a talk about equality, you know? Um, but exactly, I, and yeah. so, and so, um, I don't force the shit on them. I don't beat it in their head. I don't say you're going to grow up and be a libertarian. And you're, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I talk to them about the, these very serious situations in a way that they can understand. First of all, because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to throw a Murray Rothbard book at my, my 12 year old and be like, read this. Although sure. The, the last time he got in a lot of trouble, I made him, I, I made him read, uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. And I, and he had to write me a short summary on every chapter and then a, why that rule was important in life. And I never mm-hmm. in the world thought he'd do it. I said, if you know, you're grounded for 40, 40 days, if you can do this, I'll let you off grounding as soon as you're done with it. And he did it in like 12 days. Right. Yep. And, and he's like, dad, this is a really good book like this is really this is all really important stuff you know and i and i went both in prison yeah well and that's like that's like one yeah. of my proud like crowning like shining moments as a father because i did not i never expected that i was going to get my 12 year old to sit down and read an entire jordan peterson book and he I, didn't, did I didn't see that coming and i thought he, he was going to be like yeah. what do you mean by rules yeah and he didn't <laughs> just read it he wrote a summary of every chapter to to, <laughs> to showcase that he read it and understood it and then wrote another paragraph about why it was important for his life. I never in my wildest dreams thought that was going to happen. And that's just, just such a good thing. So, but like, I didn't force it on him either. I said, I gave him the option. You can read this if you want to get off grounded early. You know what yeah. I mean? So, well, there are the three things the that happened there. Oh, there are three things that happened there, right? Well, Jordan Peterson, I called him out today, so we'll get to that. Um, As you should. He should be called out right now. But I get <laughs> Yeah. It. So there are three things there, right? One, there is the reward of being dumb and disciplined. There is the reward of learning. There's also the reward of doing something that you've instructed him to do so he can have relatedness with you. So you're harping on three things that encourage relationship, and that's why it's so successful. Boys that you're raising, sons you're raising, they need direction. They want direction. If a father says, this is a good thing to do, and they give them the work, right? They don't sit there and do it for them and make them watch. No, this is the work. Go do it. Boys want to become men. They really, really do. Give them work to do. Let them free. Let them show you I can do this thing. And you did all those things. That's, that's fantastic. 
Yeah, it was a it was a really good, and he knew how important. I I think that's a very, even though yes. I'm I'm kind of at a point with with Peterson where I'm like, really, man, what happened to you? This whole conning, the whole conning thing is going down in flames for me. He came out. He came out against the Defranzer Defranzer Inc. Defranzer memes. D R E F A N Z O R. Oh, sure. Yeah. He had this. He had this. Uh, this AOC talking about bringing in migrants because they're going to be voters. It's a joke, right? And he has Alex Stein and I in the picture in the background. Well, Wall Street tweets this thing, right? Quotes it. Holy cow, this is hilarious. It's obviously a joke. Jordan Peterson gets hold of it and says. This is so dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this. And whoever did this should be criminally charged for the highest crimes. And I'm sitting here there and said, well, this is art. And you seem to be very Canadian in this point because you want people to be arrested for speaking and to have art because this is art. Well, he got really Canadian about uh, anonymous accounts as well on social media. Do you remember that? He yep. started saying that oh, uh, in all Nikki anonymous, Haley moment. Yeah, all anonymous accounts <laughs> should be removed. It's yeah. like, dude, okay. you know, some people want to keep their fucking jobs. So, Peterson, do you know his reasoning behind that? I'm sure it was gay, but go ahead. Okay, so there was there. Especially if you're gonna like, you're gonna explain it to us, but go ahead. <laughs> there were studies that showed people who are anonymous online are more likely to exhibit the dark triad. Uh, behavior traits and so they're more likely to be narcissistic, narcissistic psychopathic and Machiavellian so yeah. his his ill-formed idea was <laughs> was that if you re- <laughs> removed anonymity you would remove the ability for people to be so horrible and I don't know if anyone's experienced people being horrible to them online more than Jordan Peterson has with the left. Uh, hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you're up there. Oh, shit. You're up there. Well, I will say Hello. that. I will say this. I Before you explained that to me, I said it was probably going to be gay. And lo and behold, it was very gay. I don't agree really with gay. him, but I, I can understand <laughs> the thought process of coming to that conclusion. Yeah. It's just so I, short-sighted. It's, it is birthed out of the silencing of information and the silencing of voices, right? So nothing just spontaneously occurs. There's always some some fodder, you know, that that starts a movement. These anon accounts that come up, it's because, well, maybe they were silenced before, or maybe they have some personal loss in their life. But they're anonymous because, you know, to Josh's point, like it's they're afraid of losing their jobs because we are this far. These these not accounts like they are they exist because of where we are and i think that if we allow people to speak freely you wouldn't have these accounts anymore but because there is so much censorship right and my page i've blocked maybe i have like fifty-one thousand followers now i've blocked maybe 10 people because i want my page to be the entire expanse of twitter right or x come say what you want to say i'm not going to block you let because i think it's important to see who people are it's important I, to see what they say so you can draw you can draw conclusions. I either agree with this person or I don't. I um the second you I shut have, them down, how do you know? I have like four to five hundred of those porn bot accounts blocked now. 
Yeah, the one that gets posted. Every single show. time I make a post, one of them pops up and goes, what do you think about these? And it's a hit no. image. And I immediately hit hide, reply, block. Immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't look at them or anything. Because yeah. like, I'm, I'm like a happily married man. I do. And I have They're very Ita- friendly. Bro, I have an Italian wife, okay? And, and I'm not trying to die in my sleep. <laughs> I interact with yeah, I want to be, I want to be, I'd like to become an old man and watch my kids grow up. And I have a five foot even Italian wife. Okay, it's scary. Bro. I always comment though. It's scary around, around here, there. bro. I know you I do. I just send back like a picture of Chris Chris eating an ice cream cone. Like I'm ready. <laughs> That's I, I comment as get, if it's a real person. I used to get political spam texts, and every time I would get one, I would send back the most vile meme I had, and they stopped. Well, Nikki wanna... Haley's been blowing is up it... my phone. I know is she it wants it to be the gossip strip, but. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That was a good joke. I put that one in the stand-up. I'm gonna put that one. In we, okay. Go. We gotta talk about the Jew tunnels. Okay. Jew tunnels. Okay. We're we're getting to the end of this thing. We'll do we'll do the Jew tunnels, and then we'll end on Star Wars. Oh yeah, you and, really wanted to. Yeah, talk I really about wanted that. to talk about Star okay. the, the new Star Wars franchise that they're trying to set up, and how the new woman director has decided she her whole goal with Star Wars is to make men uncomfortable. And I just want to let her know that the Star Wars franchise made men uncomfortable in the '90s when they put out the prequels. It's too late, lady. Yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. It got it got real uncomfortable the first second Jar Jar Binks yeah. came on screen. Jar Jar Binks is one of my top five. Of Star course, Wars he, characters. I love worst. him. No, he's one of my favorites. Oh, I, I knew him. it. I hold on. Get wait, out. Wait, You're wait, out. You're I out of here, like buddy. Bye when done. I saw the Phantom Menace. He we can't Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, you can't come on the show. Jar Jar anymore, Binks. Buddy. I love he's Jar Jar. One Binks. of your favorite characters. Yes, I love Jar Jar Binks. Unironically. So four, five, and six is actually ahead of its time because it was doing sibling porn before it actually really took off. True, it's true. Yeah. Step brother, what are you doing? Step brother, what are you doing? That was way before Pornhub, dude. Uh, you're gone, dude. You got to get off the show. You can't be here anymore. Jar Jar Binks is 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 objectively one of the worst characters in the entire Star Wars franchise. You couldn't if you made Jar Jar Binks. For a movie next year, it wouldn't. They'd it wouldn't be work. Like, no, we're yeah. cutting it. They'd be like, "Yeah, cut that." It was the eco Here's the, the thing. Yes, yeah. If they put Jar Jar Binks in this next Star Wars film, I promise you would be a hit. Because no. my generation would go out in droves. No. If they teased him as a Sith Lord, absolutely. No. I'd be happy with a cameo where he's like carbon frozen in the background. Yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. I'd be all right with that as long as I didn't yeah. have to like, hear him. Yeah. At all. No, no voice. voice. No Zero voice. voice. And it was like, it was objectively one of the worst parts about the entire saga, dude. I can't believe this. Your, your favorite rapper. I was rapper, a literal listen, child listen, okay, listen, when it came out listen, listen, and he was the listen, haha funny okay. man. Shush. Listen, your, your favorite rapper is XX to X Tension. Okay. Yeah. You can't I have to, I have to remember right? that I have to take everything that you say with a grain of salt, dude. I have to, I have to. Because okay, you're I'm the oldest guy in the room. Jar Jar by Binks like a is, year by okay. okay relax. Jar Jar Binks is the same voice as Darwin the Dolphin in Sequest DSV. Just I've so never you heard, know. Of heard of that. That's a dark. Oh, that's, that's a, a that's an old video game, like a yeah. super old one. Like, really old. That, yeah. No, no, no. Sequest DSV was, was a show with Jonathan Brandis. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Echo right. the Dolphin. That's Sega. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen this conspiracy theory? Have you ever seen? They say that Adam Kokesh is Jonathan Brandis. That Jonathan Brandis faked his death and came back as Adam Kokesh. There's like legit YouTube channels like dedicated to this, like proving that it's the same person by their teeth mm-hmm. and everything, dude. It's crazy. I got to do my own research. Yeah, you got to do it when you, when you get off. Okay, that, but... let's talk about the Jew Shella tunnels. Obama's actually mm. Tupac. 
Yeah, well, Michelle Obama's a man. <laughs> Big Mike. Big Mike. We Big know. Mike. We we know that here on this show. We're not afraid to say it. Okay. Listen, I'm not. I'm not now. Nor have I ever been suicidal. It's the teeth for me. Yeah, it's the uh, shoulders and the swinging dick for me. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Big Mike's hung. Teeth. Yeah. It, it's the fact that spoken about my wife on... and called her a dude's name twice. Yeah, on accident. <laughs> on that happened on my college campus. I was like. 200 feet away or something when that happened that, i was in the music i don't at some people 20 feet away <laughs> yeah, he, was a, he was 20 feet away yelling the n-word at a bunch of black girls Jeez, wow. dude no it wasn't black girls i was yelling he's like i was racist for three white hours girls. once it was white, white girls, girls and they deserved, oh, yeah. they deserved it they should have white guilt yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did it to the football team as well. Oh. So six, six, seven, three hundred and twenty pound man walks Iowa, in. Iowa football team. What? Yeah. No, Drake. <laughs> Mike. What is Drake? How do you and it? they all, they're just crying of laughter because I cannot intimidate these fuckers. Okay. Uh, we're we're we are at an hour and thirty Sorry. minutes now. We did an hour and thirty minutes. Now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but I, we do. We got to talk about the Jew tunnels, dude. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is the most bizarre thing that I think in the in the entire news cycle for the last. Correct. Week. It's it's not even just bizarre. It's like so far. It's like it's like the memes have come to life, right? And oh like, yeah. And like this is just crazy. And then like you know, there's a dude at the ADL, right? That saw the just Jewish guy. No, that saw the Jewish guy popping out of the sewer grate yep. and just chucked his computer across the room. He God, no, he quit. He quit. He had to quit on the spot. He's like, or at least clocked out for the day. Uh, we're fucking done. Yeah, we're done. We're out of here. This is New York, right? This is yes. New York. It's happening. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so grain of salt. It is New York, right? Right. A lot of crazy stuff happens there. Are we Are we sure these aren't like Harriet Tubman tunnels? No, they're they're so boarded. They were built they're in the last between a synagogue and a bathhouse. No, no, no. The bathhouse synagogue. is the rumor. It actually, there's goes, three different narratives. It goes to the. I, they, I saw the map. Narratives. I saw the map of the tunnel, and it goes from the synagogue to the children's museum. <laughs> Anecdotal, <laughs> and there is some video Anecdotal. out there that was supposed to be of the tunnel. But I don't think that's real video. I don't think that's really the tunnel. I don't. Think Where did you get this map? No, I, I, it's I, online. They sh I they did. show that they have they they traced the some 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 urban explorers went and found it and traced the tunnel to where it goes. And it, oh and shit! Goes like a Blair Witch thing. Yeah, like they went in there with a video camera and everything. That's where they found the old dirty uh, high chair. And, that's a suicide mission. Yeah, some other things. But anyways, so like, so like <laughs> here's my my biggest concern about this, right? Like, Your grenades are silver coins. The the, the Jews at the synagogue were ready to physically fight the police to keep them out of the tunnels. Yeah. I mean, the videos are very clear. They were ready to fight the police to keep them out of, which good on you, dude. If you're going to yeah. fight the police, I'm proud of you. Why do you think they were fighting the police? Well, I don't know. But here's the, the other thing is the city of New York, instead of investigating, just decided, well, we're going to go fill these tunnels in. Oh, that, that, that was part, the request of the owners. That part makes sense because uh, it can compromise the structural integrity of the like roads or buildings above it yeah i right but it wasn't the police saying that we're going to come fill this in for safety reasons it was the owner of the of the synagogue right said, we're filling it right now take, it. take care of it right now right now so that's what right that's i think that was what was going there on was the owners something. were saying yeah, they they the, they owner of the synagogue uh, was like yeah it was like some young men in the synagogue. No, they tried, to, yeah. they to, tried to blame it on didn't. rogue young young Jewish men. Yeah, that just did it without asking or something. And I, yeah, but I I'll say just this. imagine Donald Trump like being oh. the leader of that and just being like, I tried to tell them to, to stop digging the tunnels, but they didn't listen. 
They didn't listen, these young rap scallions. No. They just beautiful tunnel. Out, they just balls. dug their no, their Jew tunnels. You're, you're no Shane Gillis, buddy. Don't ever. I, do the I can do the cadence. Don't ever a do the trumpet bit. impersonation ever again. I, I can do the cadence a little bit. You I can't no, do the voice. You are no Shane Gillis, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you saying? So there are tunnels, and they they're they're in the synagogues. Is that correct? The narrative that it, goes, heard, it goes under and next to the synagogue, and the one that they trace goes to the children's museum. So it's it's in relative proximity of a synagogue, and it goes down, and then it's. Here's what I'm thinking. Why? What is what is what is the point of this? Because I've heard the narrative they dug them because during COVID they, they were, were allowed only to dug worship. six six to eight months ago. Yeah, they're saying they're not that old. So. I do think that it's a story definitely that we should talk about. And I am, um, I try not to share things before I know things explicitly to be true. And that usually takes about seven or eight years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, true. that's a little out of the news cycle for me there, buddy. But I get it. I understand. Well, the weird angle I heard was that there's, there's a sect of, um, of Jews and they're, they're younger guys and they believe somebody is a, is it, is a deity. There's like, some some Jewish guy that died, they don't think he died. They think he's alive and he's some sort of religious um, leader, and they want to worship him. And yeah, so I was about to say, you know, that's just Jesus and, guy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so they're they're, they're down the hiding under the synagogue well. because they're not allowed to worship him. Uh, you at know, the synagogue at the synagogue. That's 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 the one of the narratives I heard. Well, they have Jews for Jesus. They can just go on tour. They're very very few Jews that actually. Uh, Recognize Jesus. There's also Ezekiel eight. Maybe Josh wants to pull that no, up. I'm good. Uh we're at the end of this thing. We do got we do get some super chats. We got some super chats before we get out of here. Uh the libertarian extremist, thanks for the ten dollar super chat. He said, True, however, people that are at war with the family unit are at war with nature. People with family and children will survive and these cycles won't exist. Adam, the best speaker ever. I, I, a libertarian extremist, I, I know your profile. You were always there. Thanks for uh, thanks for following also, and hanging out. He, he works on my campaign. He's awesome. Oh, he, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got he great a, posts. I need to yeah. try and get get a guy that talks about basically that exact thing. He's he's my population collapse guy. Cool. But I want to try and get him on the show. Yeah, he's well, awesome. Well, between me and uh, Adam over here, we're gonna we're gonna bring the population back. Don't worry, guys. Uh, <laughs> JC's been a member for eleven months. Thank you, sir. He says, does Adam have any hair care secrets? Uh, so I gave up expensive products. Uh, there's big hair, big shampoo. They want you to keep using these products that make your hair overly greasy sure. and that you keep it deep conditioning. I actually use a uh, dove two in one. It's like $5 for a giant bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice. that. It's just Damn. that. Yeah. I use, uh, and then you don't, don't put your hair up when it's wet because it actually creates a uh, breakage. I, I use old spice still. I don't give a shit. People are like, you still using Old Spice hair, like hair shampoo and body wash? I'm like, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I used to buy that shit when I was at, right straight out of boot camp in the Navy. You take you to the, the BX and you can get, you know, the big bottles of it for like $1.50. It was oh, like, yeah. It's either that or that. Uh, what was that really shitty off-brand soap that you could get in the military? White Rain? That, no, no, it was worse. Love? No, worse. Worse than White Rain? Like, yeah. Trey Semi or whatever? No, no trust me. That's actually yeah. that's actually salon quality yeah, at trust me, reasonable prices. No, I'm oh, not going to remember the name. The, of it. That's the shittiest shampoo I know of. <laughs> uh, Brown Water Squid, five dollars super chat. Thank you, sir. He's a he's a Florida guy that I should be seeing soon because uh, I am supposed to next week and I'm Jacksonville. Oh, and then the weekend after that I'll be in Conyers, Georgia as well, all for debates. 
Um, he says, El Presidente and the true Speaker of the House. Yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, man, you know, hey, maybe we give you that lectern back if we get in the White House. You know what I mean? I'm bringing my own. I can build. I can build it cheaper. I'm not going to burden the taxpayers with furniture costs. Let's build nice, my own. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of this thing, uh, sir. The lectern guy. You, uh, do you have a place people can follow you, listen to you, support you, all those good things? Um, I'm exclusively on X or Twitter, as the boomers call it, at lectern leader. Put that down here on the thing over here. Um, you can follow me there. We have a good time. I post a lot of. Uh, a lot of fun things, a lot of family photos, a lot of vacation, a lot of just things I'm doing. I have a charity that I'm starting up. It should be up and running next three or four months where every single dollar that is profit goes directly to children and stopping human trafficking. My page is also going to be monetized very soon where every dollar from my page will also go to stop human trafficking. So every time you'd like, click, uh, subscribe, comment, every single penny goes to the good fight. I love this guy. Anybody, anybody that's stepping up to, to go against the child sex, human trafficking and child sex trafficking is a absolute king. In my opinion, we, uh, my wife and I, uh, are in the garden gate ranch society here. Oh. They're, they're an entire nonprofit. Love it. Child sex trafficking. Um, and our governor goes there. Time. She goes to all the benefits and, and speaks and. She's a very big proponent. Now, you know, I get a lot of guff for this because I'm a libertarian, but I like to say I was got the best governor in the country right now. I don't care what anybody says. She's like super <laughs> anti-child sex bullshit. She outlawed all the COVID mandates like entirely. She's mm -hmm. fucking dope. She's a great, she's a great governor. I don't care what he says. Maybe they could legalize pot and stop arresting people for that. I get that. But if yeah, I had to live in a place- Get rid of the income tax. What's that? Send me the information for the- um that charity yeah i will i will I, I donate i donate to them uh monthly not just a little bit like 10 bucks or whatever i can but um and we well, do if go i to can their... if they're let me let me look into them if they're like a really good charity because I, yeah. I i it's hard because they're faith -based. i'm starting my own because i don't perfect so yeah. maybe what i'll do is put up a lectern for auction because if they're doing good things i would love to be a part of that oh yeah they're they're a faith-based uh charity they're really great they do great work here and they are based in iowa and they they actually like house people that have come right out of uh human awesome. trafficking and stuff and um, and then they help them get jobs and, and heal and give them therapy and all that stuff. But it's all faith-based, completely faith-based. It's one of the greatest organizations, I think. And I do a lot of, you know, when I do donate to a charity, because I don't have a lot of money to spare with all these mm -hmm. kids, I make damn sure it's a good charity. You know what I mean? That's doing good work. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Well, I, hey, listen, I'm a huge fan of yours, sir. I hope that everybody who watches this comes and follows you and, and gives you support and buys lecterns because we're going to we're gonna get one for the studio for sure, guaranteed. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate all the work that you're doing. I'm sorry that our U.S. federal government is such a shit show and puts you through uh, the ringer for a couple of photo ops. I think it's bullshit. Um, yeah. Of course, I, I think that you probably know that there's, um, you know, millions of people in this country today that do have your back uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But thanks for again for coming on Break the Cycle, man. We appreciate you. We hope to see you again soon. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, guys. Hey, everybody, go and follow the Lectern guy at Lectern Leader Twitter. Uh, this man is amazing. Uh, he's, you know, you only knew the picture, right? Like when this all started, you only yeah. knew the picture of the guy. You're now like, I know the man. Now you know yeah. the man behind the and picture. And I'm better off for it. And you're better off for it. You're all better off for it. He's a great dude. Uh, we have some great shows coming up for you. Of course, Sunday night, uh, I will be returning from 
uh, Tucson, Arizona for the debate in, in Arizona, hopefully to a debate here in, in, in Iowa, if they can push it back a little bit. Um, I, my flight doesn't get until four and they wanted to start the debate at three. Either way, I'm missing the Dallas Cowboys playoff game and that pisses me off, but I'll do it anyways. Okay. Um, so, so we have that. I'll be here for the Des Moines debate. Of course, Mike Termott, uh, of Florida and Virginia, I think he went back and forth. He'll be in the studio on Sunday night. If you guys want to come over after the debate, you're more than welcome to. Oh, cool. not, yeah. I'll bring him by, by, uh, maybe I'll bring one of the other candidates too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, All so right. we'll have some presidential candidates in the studio. Uh, talking about the campaigns and the way the country's going and all that stuff. And then, of course, next Thursday, and I think we're only going to have him for about 45 minutes or so, but we'll have uh, Dave DeCamp from antiwar.com will be on the show. One of my favorite anti-war country right now. I think guys is criminally underrated. He needs to be as big as my good friend Scott Horton. Um, you got anything before we go, Ryan? Uh, follow me on Twitter at BulldogGamer28. And then uh, the Polk County Libertarian Party, I created a Twitter for them recently so if anybody wants to follow that it is liberty in polk that was gay dude uh i uh <laughs> i uh yeah go follow me on twitter too at joshua at large of course if you're here and you've never heard us before or you have forgot to subscribe to the channel subscribe to the youtube channel helps us bump the algorithm up and keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger i think we do a pretty good show here we put a lot of work into this damn show man so if, you, if you could just subscribe for free for free uh, it, that, that helps us a lot. Of course, we also would appreciate it if you became a, a, a uh, financial subscriber to the show too, but I will yes. force you to do that. I will force you to For the price of a cup of coffee a month. Yeah. You help us, uh, get closer. We, we were on track to start flying guests into the studio, uh, took a little bit, bit of time off and we've slid back. So if you want to help us get there where we get flying and, you know, bigger and bigger guests, like, you know, we could have had the lectern leader in, in the studio and that would have been really cool. Um, AJ, got anything before we go? uh yeah follow me on twitter poison underscore tip um i did just post uh ezekiel 8 from the bible oh, if you guys want to check okay. that out in your yeah. own time i'm reading it right synagogue, now synagogue of satan okay all right there's some uh, digging involved you have to uh, dig into it yeah you there's a rabbit there's a whole rabbi hole there uh guys i love you to death thank you so much for for hanging out with us i hope you guys will all go follow our wonderful guests and my co-hosts and me and uh we're going to continue to do this show. So we appreciate you. I'll see you next Thursday or, or Sunday for the show with Mike Tremont. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part wasn't referenced to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing, I mean, you know it No product finish, cause you're close to COVID <laughs>